0: Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Goblins is holding on. Cut glory for Goblins. But it is all heart style, Rico. And he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on. For the Green Light On podcast, Yes, hello. Green light on Premier Racing podcast time once again. Uh, plenty happening. Uh, tough, tough night of Greyhound racing at the Meadows. And before we go any further, I'm going to uh, welcome in uh, Corey Smith, Smithy Dog Dog. Uh, what's news, mate? Another week uh, in the office down there at the Sunny Meadows.
1: That's it, mate. It's, uh, it's been a confusing week. You say sunny, it was uh, sweating on Tuesday and then I was cold on Wednesday. I don't know what's going on with this Melbourne weather, but uh, anyway, that's all right. That's
0: what <laughs> we yeah, get used to, mate. I read an article somewhere and it says this Lenina thing. They reckon it was all done by uh, at the start of Jan and now they reckon it's sticking around, but I swear the weather people just have no idea.
1: No, no. I think uh, I'm probably more likely to find a winner in the punters punting club than they are about picking the weather. But in saying that, that's a nice little segue by me. Called, we call that podcast craft in the business, mate. But uh, I got two from two in the in the punters punting club last week.
0: You did actually. I nearly sent you a message, and I thought your head would be big enough by that time of night that I, I won't bother uh, pumping you up anymore. But um, no, look, I was going to say perfect segue craft. If only we're up to that part of the show, but we're not. But uh, you're getting there, Smithy. You're getting there, mate. But um on on a bit of a different side, look, I, I think the racing is really, really tricky um, at the Meadows Saturday night. I'm sure you've had a bit of a glance at the racing in New South Wales, uh, Paws of Thunder, the Futurity and the Derby up at Wentworth Parks uh, this weekend. And oh, Look, I, I've done the form for those because I had to put together a little, uh, a little piece this week and I, I think the Vicks are going to struggle this week and normally I'm so bullish about our chances when we head interstate but... Firstly, I just wanted to to catch up if you watched the race of Amron Boy, the the win last week, and what you made of it, because I thought he looked either that he just didn't like Wentworth Park, or he he just didn't look the same dog as what he, he did down here, and we've seen a couple of Victorians late go up to New South Wales and be a bit like that.
1: Yeah, there's a few of them that were like that. Law was another one who I'm sure we'll touch on later, but... Um, yeah, it was it was slightly disappointing. I think it was Ibrox wildfire was uh looming up on the outside of him and thought was gonna get the job done to be honest. Amron um, Boy was just uh, very workmanlike and I saw a, an interview that, that Brooke did after the race. I think it was on the uh, AU. But um yeah, she was a little bit a little bit shocked by it as well. So I'm, I'm sure he's uh, he's come back and had a nice quiet week, and uh, he, he'll be ready to fire again up there. The the Ennisers know how to win a Group One up at Wentworth Park, so I'll uh, I'll be cheering him on uh, as I always do with the Vix. But yeah, it was a it was a very disappointing run.
0: Yeah, disappointing, but he's made his way into the Paws of Thunder, so it's a it's a, <laughs> it's a funny one. But it's just disappointing because we know what he's capable of doing. Do you have a tip for any of the big ones there? I've gone with Mortified in the Futurity, uh, Victor Damien in the Derby, and. Uh, I think French Martinis drawn to uh, win and uh, win the Paws of Thunder fairly easily. I think.
1: Yeah, I think Mortified is drawn to absolute perfection. Uh, he was unbelievable, the the South Australian up there. Like, it's hard to go past him. But I think uh, I think it's a pretty open race. The the Derby though, so two seventy is probably a bit short for me for Victor Damien, and then race eight. I mean, how do you go past She's a Pearl and Amron Boy? They're, they're absolute superstars. French martinis, obviously a, a different race dog up in New South Wales. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a cracking night of racing up there, that's for sure.
0: Hey, if I was any good at doing a podcast, there was the perfect moment that we could have spoke about the uh, the competition that we had, the little uh, little basic competition last week about giving away the uh, the vouchers to the bistro there at uh, the Meadows. And, and the question was as simple as this. All you had to do was answer who ran last in the punters punning club. And it was, you Smithy finishing in third place and uh, Peter Dunlevy, I think his name is Pete uh, a trainer from country New South, Country Victoria I should say uh, he guessed it correctly so I'll have to uh, forward you on the details of Pete and he's uh, won himself a, a voucher for the-, the City Views Bistro so that would have been a perfect segue when you were blazing a trail about how good your punters punning club <laughs> was after what was a pretty poxy first year from you Smithy.
1: Yeah, well, just uh, just loosening up, and I'll I'll get it right this year. It's New Year, New Me, Jimmy Boy.
0: Run of the week. It was a bloody long uh, intro that one. I tell you, we're on the run of the week now, and yeah, let's have a look here. Uh, Magic Muffin. I thought this was uh, superb last week. Racing Serena Bale on the inside began okay, showing pace there. Magic Muffin out the centre, and Magic Muffin drives to the lead on the first turn so now from Kanji Waco. And the leader shot right away, going around the outside of Zarrode Bale on the move, and they were followed then by Zodiac Bale. Idyllic Sky, two lengths away, then comes Save Special back at the tail, It's Serena Bale, bar for one, which is taller than that Sky High Rider, coming off the back straight, and Magic Muffin is a mile out in front. Magic Muffin well clear, great charge, second, third, and fourth. Zodiac Bale there was Zarrode Bale, but it's going to be Magic Muffin easily in the first. It's a massive win, Smithy, and you you don't see them win by that type of margin in a metro race just about anywhere. Although the uh, the Bartolos are doing that for fun at the moment. Five, twelve, seventeen, sixty-three. This could be a, a genuine group performer in the making, uh, Magic Muffin. If she keeps jumping like that. I think she's got a huge future. And, and the Bartolos, they've been renowned to uh, to produce the odd city class dog. And they all seem to love the Meadows. I remember a greyhound they had called Fast Indian who, who smashed 30 seconds, I think, in a maiden series at the Meadows. They had Miss Minnie Mouse, Betty's Angel go 1-2 in a Melbourne Cup. And they're just building once again. Now, we haven't seen a lot of the Bartolo kennel over the last few years in the spotlight, but make no promise, never be alone. And then this one here, Magic Muffin, they look to have a, a pretty good hand of cards at the moment.
1: Yeah, they certainly do. And I think the most impressive thing for me with Magic Muffin was was the sectionals in the run home as well. That's what you want to see from them. Obviously, we'd seen her her run pretty good sectionals for the first two splits, but to run a decent sectional in the last split, that's what separates them from uh, becoming kind of a grade five dog to a group class dog of mine.
0: Saturday's preview. Thank you, Dokes. Saturday night. Greyhound Racing at the Meadows. I just noticed too, Barbara Backhoy, the, uh, the new chairperson. Eddie Caruana standing uh, down after a, a long, uh, I guess, uh, period at the, the top there, uh, Eddie. One of the, the great characters. Uh, I've, I've always loved Eddie Caruana being the uh, the chairperson because I've often been able to get some, uh, some cheap memorabilia to the point that it was free uh, time to time. He's been very, very kind to me.
1: He's a very kind bloke, and yeah, I, I don't think I can put into words what Eddie's done for the industry. Mm. Uh, he's an absolute titan of the greyhound world, and he's uh, he's been very kind to me and numerous others. And he, he deserves to go out on top. And he is staying on the board for the foreseeable future as well, so he'll be able to uh, be there if Barb ever needs anything. But I'm sure she'll do an absolutely outstanding job. She's uh, she comes from the highest caliber as well. So it's uh, it's exciting times. The- mm. Change at the top, but um, yeah, I'm sure Barb's going to do an outstanding job.
0: Yeah, two terrific people, no doubt about that. Barb and, and Eddie Caruana and, and Olympia as well. Eddie's uh, better half. So, uh, so good luck to them all. Let's find some winners. Twelve on the card. Race one at six thirty-seven. Tough race to first. I've gone with six missile, Danny. The fact that Aaron Batista, I know he probably went to Sydney aiming for the derby with false confidence, but the fact he put missile, Danny, in the Futurity Series tells me that he's got a big opinion of her and she's been mixing it in good races, showing good early speed. So I'm thinking she might be able to cross and lead from box six. The only concern is Kanji Uganda was a big win Wednesday night from this draw at Ballarat. So I'm a little bit worried that the six will drag the eight across, but I'm going to go with missile, Danny, each way.
1: I'll tell you what, every, every time we uh, link up to the first race, it gets me excited because it's the great minds, great minds, great minds oh, thing. Oh. Again. But 5-12, uh, 30-22, three starts ago, I think if she uh, brings that sort of form, Miss Old Danny will be winning.
0: Race two on with Make No Promise. Uh, elite youngster should get a decent run in the small field. There is a little bit of pace, Gesundheit and Bale, but if the yellow just gets a clean run to third, it'll probably be game set match from there. Yeah, he's an absolute
1: rocket in clear air. We've seen him run the hands off the clock at Sandown, and I think he gets clear air here, so make no promise. I know it's box five, but uh, he should be going very, very close to winning this.
0: It's funny because I looked through all my numbers for the, the whole meeting, and I've got so many that are drawn in the middle of the track, and it worries me a little bit. But uh, race three, I'm with five, dragging in. Uh, Daryl Brennan's got a really good team. Mobile legend, obviously, winning the, uh, the Warrigal Cup to start the year. And, this was elite last time, twenty nine seventy six at a second start. First go in town, they don't run that.
1: Yeah, no, that was that was insane. I was a little bit shocked to be honest when I saw the time flash up uh, again. Box five, not exactly where you want to be, but uh, drawn pretty well. But he might come up a little bit short. I think uh, from that draw, it's going to be difficult. With he's got speed on the outside and the six, the seven, and the eight. It's, uh, it's a race that has sticky draws for most. So at risk of uh, sitting on the fence and going without anything, I will have Dragon in and top.
0: Jeez, don't do that to me, Smithy. Wait, do you see what I do a little bit later on? You'll have a laugh. Uh, <laughs> race number four, I'm uh, with Wheel and Go here, but I also like Master the Yard. His last two runs have been really good. Even in defeat two runs ago, he made up a lot of ground after early trouble. But I think the check will cross and lead. Wheel and Go will go straight to second. And as long as Commission doesn't clear the four, I think the blue will be too good.
1: Yeah, I think Commission probably the key runner here is if he comes across and causes absolute mayhem, then it probably opens up the race for a dog like Master of the Art from the inside. But how do you go past Wheeling Go's last start performance at the Meadows mm-hmm. with eight eighty nine early and then thirty four oh three? They just uh, they just don't go much quicker than that.
0: They do not. Uh, hot Scotch on within race number five. Speaking about fast runs, he's a greyhound that can just run the arms off the clock. I was I was pleased to see Action Girl. Uh, win last week and and actually I thought stayed out the 500 really well once she didn't lead she went 499 and wasn't even in front at the first corner which is so so rare but look I'm a bit of a fan of hers Uh, she's an elite sprinter and it was great to see her win uh, over 500 last week and Gary Pete she's on cloud nine we've recorded this Thursday night he's uh, just won the derby at Warnable with Mr Beats so he's in terrific form
1: it's been a great litter as well, an action girl. We spoke about last week how much speed was in that, that race and 4.99 early and not leading is just yeah. absolutely outrageous but i think uh, i think this race really has a little bit less speed i think she can get out in front carve across the rail and i think hot scotch will be nice and short action girl will probably be relatively short in the market as well so i'm going to go with eight elite machine who is still figuring it out uh, down here in victoria but uh, we'll get a nice card across from the seven so each way all day probably place bet uh, more so than the win, but uh, elite machine.
0: Race six. I'm with Modern Kalinda. Big, big win last time, beating Fernando Mick and Fernando Mick Frank. The form with a win in the feature at Ballarat on Wednesday night.
1: Yeah, this is a this is another one. Them, a bit of an awkward draw. I think Modern Klinder's probably better off missing the kick, getting back down to the rail somewhere and charging home late. That Fernando Mick form is as good as it gets at the moment. So on top for mine, but uh, probably not a punting proposition.
0: Yeah, race seven on with two, Jackpot Joan. I just think drawn nicely will cross the red. The three should run cover. I'm scared of Ailey Bale in box number four, but I just thought Jackpot Jackpot Joan could make her own luck and could be hard to beat.
1: Yeah, Jackpot Joan was a little bit disappointing for mine last start. Did get to the front early, and then uh, Aston Gamble obviously ran away with it. But uh, I'm going to be with A. Lee Bale just jumping off Jackpot Jackpot Joan, uh, even though the step up in distance should suit.
0: El Dorado's numerical form is horrible, but uh, he's just having no luck at all. And I think this is the race for him. If he is going to bounce back, this could be it. Drawn better, closer to the rail. He's won five races from box two. So I'm with El Dorado.
1: Yeah, I think Eldorado should be winning. But if I was having to have a punt in this race, I might go with Nitro Bale. As I think he can probably lead. Scott Floor was uh, woeful out of the boxes at Wentworth Park and uh, and would have to improve on that, which his form prior to that was really good. Um, but too many question marks for those. Nitro Bale each way for me.
0: Race nine, I'm with the Cherry Moth Rocks. Good win last time, almost a career best performance. The only concern I have is he seems to always perform elite at Shepherd and doesn't always bring that form away from there.
1: This is uh getting a little bit weird because I feel like we're reading from the exact same. Oh, here book we go. Again. Uh, Moth Uh on top for me, the is a massive positive.
0: I, I take your point about the Shepherd and form and uh that I think you can win this one from the inside. Spring Casper I've taken in race number uh ten. I've gone with the red on top. I just think five starts ago, jump from box number three, went thirty oh six getting beat by hot scotch. I, I think if if he can run thirty oh six again he'll win this race.
1: Yeah, I I tend to agree, but I've landed with two frothies Bradman on top, not just because it's a great name, but uh, because I think he can lead here. He has a good record from these sorts of draws, and I think uh, we'll be tiptoeing late, but can lead.
0: I'm on Xyloid Bale in race 11. Must uh, not see a scratching in the race, though, because I need King Kaboom to jump, crash left from box seven and lead and just drag the pink across. If that happens, I think Xyloid Bale will be too good.
1: Yeah, on top for me as well. Zyloid Bale uh, was relatively okay in, between, in behind Magic Muffin last week. Obviously got smacked, but uh, I think he's a much better race map for it. Race twelve, the last. I'm with number seven. Hard race though. Yeah, hard race. I'm with the two kins on Bale. Obviously not going as good as he has in
0: the past, but uh, maps well. Hunters Hunting Club. New rule for the punters' punning club, Smithy. If you want, you can bank 50 maybe two or three times throughout the year and I'm going to bank my 50. Oh, no, not. <laughs> I did. I just did it. Oh,
1: that's <laughs> what not What are good. you doing,
0: Smithy? Give us something, mate, to cheer home. Would
1: oh, you? I, race two, number five, <laughs> mate. No I'm just going to have $50 on. Just nudge one around the corner to find uh, to finally go. Good on you.
0: Good on you, you clown. Get out it, of here, mate. Smithy. Leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Too easy, mate. Inside info. Well, I will tell you what, I put out a couple of messages for people to come on the podcast this week. Not many responses. It was very quiet on that front. But uh, then I thought, well, look, if I'm in trouble and I need somebody, uh, it's a it's a last phone call type of option. I'd probably send Lisa Dalbridge a message because I know she'll respond straight away, and she has. You're a yeah. lifesaver, Lisa. How are you?
2: Oh good, thanks James.
0: Hey, you're, you're a part of the family. I'm just about going to stick a photo of you on the the album cover because we have you on so often, but it's because you've got <laughs> such a such a good kennel of greyhounds at the moment and I thought, look, it's it's good when I do get you on. We know the kennel inside out now, so it's all about chatting about the runners that you've got in on Saturday night. A strong hand of seven greyhounds going around at the Meadows on Saturday night. We'll go through them one by one, starting with the mixed six and seven final. Drawn well here, one and two, Vendetta Reef, Lachlan's miss. What did you make of the race and those two drawn the inside it's a tough race with a promising pup in box five
2: yeah the five's going to be hard to beat I mean our two they've just sort of stepped up over the 500 so I mean they ran okay in the in the heats they battled on but I don't I don't think I don't see them winning they may run a place but um, I mean they'll, they'll give it all their all but yeah, the, five, the five, five looks like a promising dog. they got the Brennan boys are flying at the moment with their yeah. dogs, so good luck to them.
0: Yeah, they're in good form, and when they're in good form, sometimes that form can just continue. What about race seven, Ailey Bale? A bit of a favourite of mine. I thought uh, through the Laurel series she really announced herself, and I think fair to say her form maybe just tapered off a shade following that, but the, the step to 600 has given her that confidence to show early speed, and now that she's jumping, she's uh, hard to beat anywhere.
2: Yeah, that's right. Robbie Tester's favourite too. He loves her. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, I mean, she's at Sandown. She obviously, you know, she's ran great at Sandown. So it'll be interesting to see how she goes over the 600 at the Meadows this week. Um, I mean, she's been there over the 500, so it's not as if she doesn't know where she's going. But um, it'll be interesting just to see if she can – because Sandown and Meadows, are diff- they are different tracks. But um, if she can jump like she's been jumping and lead, well, there's no reason why she can't win.
0: What what do you put that down to, saying that they're, they're different tracks? Obviously, they're a similar distance. Is it more or less just the shape and the the way that the races yeah, are run so. at the two different venues?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, you, you have dogs at Sandown and then you take them to Meadows and they don't they, – for some reason they just don't – and vice versa as well. You have dogs that race at Meadows that, that can't handle Sandown. So, I mean – for example, you look at the Archie Bowl. He Absolutely loves Sandown, but mm. he's str- he's struggling at the meadows. So, I mean, box drawers haven't helped him at all. But, um, but still, like you look at a dog and you think, oh, he's won the Melbourne Cup, but he's going ordinary at, at meadows. But, and even when he's raced there over the five hundred, you know, it, it makes a big difference. So, but I mean, she's got the pace early, not like him where he, he mm. comes from behind. So, um, yeah, but yeah, you know, it's just different shape, different cambers, I suppose, and and different um, starting positions on on the tracks, like different spots. So, yeah, it makes a huge difference.
0: Well, you're mentioning as well uh, the box draws. Uh, You haven't had much luck with the middle part of the program at the Meadows on Saturday night. Uh, Box 4, Ailey Bale, then over to the next race, and you've got Box 4 again with Nitro Bale. And I think, for memory, Corey Smith was pretty keen on Nitro Bale in this race, even though he's against the likes of Eldorado and Scofflaw. He, He comes out burning, and he does make his own luck. Your boy.
2: Yeah, he does. And, I mean, the vacant box, it'll do him, um, it won't, you know, he'll, he'll appreciate it. But, um, I mean, yeah, it is a top top race, but, um, I mean, he, he tries. He gets up at times when you don't even expect, expect him to win. So tomorrow night might be the night.
0: Possibly. $11 marked in the watchdog. What about Zipping Crusader? Race nine, box four in the Green Light on podcast. I reckon it would be fitting if you won the race labelled the Green Light on podcast uh, with Zipping Crusader. Yes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, he's got no pace early, so hopefully – I mean, the bacon box might might help him, but um, he normally finishes off strong, so he's, uh, he's only been in the kennel not long, him and um, the other zipping James. Um, so he's sort of still trying to work them out. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, if he runs a place, he runs a place.
0: Tell me, Lise, am I mad about race ten? I, I really like Spring Casper. um, you go from a run of box fours back to box number one here, and I just went back five starts ago, has come from behind and gone thirty oh six in defeat, and I reckon if he runs up to that, he, he probably goes close to winning this race.
2: Yeah, well, the red will suit him. he he likes is is a big dropping class in what he has been racing against. so I mean, um you know you always like the red and he love he likes the red, so. If he can just posse up nicely, because he will go go keep to the fence. So, if you know on that first corner, if he's not up at the front, if you know they they seem to you know move off a bit, and he'll he will take the run on on the rail. So, um, it, it doesn't look like it's an overly hard race. So he's got every every chance.
0: I think he's $8 in the form guide as well, so I'm uh, gambling responsibly, but I'm all over that. Uh, Race 11, Sipping James, probably the polar opposite to Spring Casper. Uh, If the track could get any wider, he'd go even wider. That's just the way he loves to run.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, yes.
0: Well, Lise, I'm going to put you under the pressure. You've been very, very good to us on this podcast over the the, the time. Uh, Who's the best of the seven runners from the Dalbridge Kennel this week?
2: I'd say Ailey
0: Bale. Followed by Spring Casper, hopefully? Spring Casper, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. So I'm thinking along the yeah. same lines with Spring Casper. So fingers crossed I am correct. Uh, again, thank you for everything you've done for the podcast so far, Lise, and, uh We haven't forgot about Spring Bard either. We put a, a little asterisk next to him after you said he was one to follow, and I think he won three in a row after that. So thank you very, very much from the whole family.
2: <laughs> no worries.
0: Good on you, Lee. Take it easy. Good luck on Saturday night. All
2: right. All uh, right, thank
0: you. And that's it, the end of the episode number 103 this time. I hope you've enjoyed the uh, the chat with Lisa Dalbridge. She is such a good person, such a legend, and we love her on this podcast. She always gives us a great insight to all of her kennel runners. So good luck and happy punting with the Meadows on Saturday night.